right. So that was titrivet. It says, "Tell me, uh, what can I do? What can I do? Basically, Lord, what can I do for you? Tell me what I can do. I cannot live without you." Remember when the Lord Jesus turned to the disciples and said, "Are you two gonna leave? Like, where, 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 where can we go? Where? We have no place to go." And that should be our answer, you know. Where can we go? We have nowhere else to go but you, Lord. All we know is you. All we want to know is you. Um, and so, what is the Lord saying during this time, during this season? Um, during worship, last week, during worship, God was speaking about what he's doing. Um, we are in a season where there is healing healing this is the healing season we all know that a lot of prophets know that this is the time that god is healing in that stillness right there's a stillness that happens in worship nobody's you know jumping up and down and moving up and down and you know um being very intense in worship anymore it's more so that stillness that that moment of just sitting still and i tell you this even for me when i go and worship the lord literally slays me down like i remember cuz i used to be very like intense in worship and then all of a sudden i just get slain in the spirit like god literally like just caused me to fall and just i find myself lay down or sitting and i'm like this is not how i worship and the lord was like this is not the season for what you were doing before <laughs> This is the season to sit at my feet to to be still. Y'all, when I tell you the Lord and I were fighting me being able to be still because I wasn't I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting that this is a shifted season of stillness in the in the body of Christ. And so he would he would slay me down, I would lay down. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I believe somebody needs to know and hear it. And then after like a couple of minutes, I'll get back up. and I'll go back to my you know my way of worship and I'm very comfortable in. and then he will slay me down again and I'll get back up and then after some time I finally realized there you know what he was doing I was like oh okay never mind let me just sit back and he's like I want you to just sit right here just just sit just just sit <laughs> so um I don't know who you are that needs to hear this but God says just sit at my feet just be still and know that I am God You're not gonna, you don't have to do what you used to do anymore because the seasons have shifted. Merge with the seasons that God shifts you into. Just roll with it. Just shift with it, okay? So the Lord says that this is a season of teachers, seers. I don't know if I've already explained this before, but this is the season of teachers and seers. There's that dual anointing, dual grace. Okay, that 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 the Father, I was about to start speaking in tongues. That the Father is releasing on His teachers. Not many are teachers. Teaching the Word of God is very, very intense. Why? Because you have to go through what you're teaching. Majority of the time, that's why I don't teach just anything. Because if I teach it, the Lord is going to take me through it, and so I have to know that I'm ready and prepared to teach it, right? Sometimes He lets me go through it before I teach it. Sometimes He takes me through it while I'm teaching it, and sometimes He 
causes me to go through after I teach it. So every teacher that teaches the word of God, there is some way that God is going to cause you to experience it. That's why you have to be led by God to teach it. Because if you're not, you're going to open yourself to go through something that you're not ready for. And how can you teach if you're not under the revelation of the Lord or if you've not experienced it, right? And so God is releasing seers, teachers, teachers, seers. I remember as I was worshiping, the Lord was talking to me about it in his own way that he does. And the due anointing that is coming upon the teachers um, is happening right now. But many false teachers who will... There are people who are false teachers. They, they did not start out as false teachers, but they incorporated doctrines from the world. And that caused their teaching to be false and polluted. But God is saying that he's going to be sending Ananias. We all know about the word of God in the book, in the word of God, in um, the book of Acts. Acts 9, you can look at it about Ananias and um, Saul. So Ananias is going to come. God is going to send Ananias to come and open your eyes, those that are false teachers, to receive this anointing, okay, and mental, to be a teacher and a seer. There is that dual anointing that God wants you to teach and see. While you're teaching, he's showing you things. He's talking to you, okay? Many have been like Saul's. We all know about Saul. Saul was a false teacher before he started to be a teacher for the word of God. How was he a false teacher? He taught the people to hate Christians by killing Christians, by, you know, causing people to hate Christians, by the slaying of murder, murdering Christians. Your actions can also teach people, not just your words. And that's for parents. Your actions are teaching your children more than your words. So his actions was falsely teaching the people to hate and murder Christians. Paul was a teacher in rebellion. He was a teacher in revulsion before he began to see and become an apostle. The Lord is sending Ananias prophets who are willing to say yes without judgment to the false teachers, especially those who have had soul mentality and heart posture. The Ananias must have non-judgmental spirit because the, the souls that he's sending you to are not going to be easy and you, they're, they're not going to look like, you know, teachers. It's time, the Lord says, that the Ananias arise and go where God is sending them. And God says that thank you to the Ananias prophets for saying yes to him. This is the season of teachers' seers. This is the time the Lord is causing many of you teachers to raise up your sword of the spirit again. Some of you have put it down because of turmoil and disaster and things that have happened in your life. But God says that he was not um, blinded to it. He knew it was going to happen. But as a teacher, you have to be sharpened, right? Iron sharpened iron. And God is the iron that is sharpening you in this season so that you can teach his people. When you raise up your sword, your word, the word of God, the Lord will shift you into the teachers to your anointing and grace. And what God is saying to me now, right now, is that he's putting his fountain, overflowing fountain in your belly, the river that never dries, right? 
the fountain of revelation, the 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 river of revelation, the the um, the waterfall. Yeah, he says that what out of your belly will flow what rivers of living water. And he's doing that right now through your your issues. He's putting in you rivers of living water, so that when you speak. You were speaking like you have rivers of living water. Because Revelation is going to pour, 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 pour. Because we know, we know the Lord through Revelation, right? Hence, it says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon what rock? Not Peter. Upon that revelation of Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's going to build his church. And so it all starts with Jesus. It continues with Jesus. Got it? So it's, it's all about Revelation from the Holy Spirit from the Lord from Jesus and the Lord says that and you will begin to sound different that is the sound it's the difference because you have been smeared and you will not give room to false doctrines then the Lord will heal and place his shoes of peace on your wounded feet to carry the gospel of truth with peace in this season so teachers seers get ready and if you're already a seer, get ready to teach. God is reviving and teaching you to know how to teach his true doctrine of his word in spirit and in truth. Thank you for saying yes, teachers, seers. So I want you to look at Titus 1.4, Acts 9, and 1 Timothy 2. Be diligent, the Lord says. Walk in your anointing. Be bold in it. When he shows it to you and you don't understand with the vision that you're seeing, ask him. Ask him. We are in a season where people are not only seeing, but you're seeing in different ways. And I'm not going to teach about the seer anointing. But there is a seer anointing where God will lead you to see without seeing. You will see without seeing. And that's a different realm of, of seer anointing that God is merging his people into. So you, you have to be open to how God shows you. Some of you might be pictorial, very quick. Some of you might be open vision. Some of you might be paranormal vision. However he teaches you, write them down, scribe them down. Because the more you see, the more he's going to show you. The more you scribe it, the more he's going to show you. And you got to ask him because just as Joseph said, doesn't even Daniel, he went to the Lord to get interpretation dreams vision interpretation come from the source god the one who gives it to you and always surrender your eye gates to the lord right now i just want you to surrender your eye gates to the lord if you're a teacher the the lord will touch it your eye gates with his hand with his finger and that he will send his angels to your eye gates and as a seer you gotta keep looking that's how you see more. I remember when the Lord would show me something and I would get excited and I always get excited. And then I would be like, oh, and then that's it. But God is like, no, no, no. I want you to keep on looking because I want to show you there's more. And the more I looked, the more I saw. And if I prematurely came out of the vision or prematurely, you know, thought, oh, okay, I saw that. And then that's that. I wouldn't be able to see all of what he was trying to show me. So to be a good seer, you got to keep looking at what God is saying. Even in the book of Revelation, when John said, I kept looking, I kept looking. 
we can learn from John, who's a seer too, who's an apostle, right? The last, well, not the last apostle because we have apostles now, but one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, the one that was, you know, um, at Patmos. I think that's how you say it. If I said it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he was there and God was showing him what was to come in the book of Revelation. So you have to forgive the iniquity of your people. The Lord says that uh, God is the God who forgives the iniquity of his people and cover all their sins. So as God has forgiven the iniquity of his people, as a teacher, see, you have to also forgive because unforgiveness can cause you not to be able to see. Okay. Unforgiveness will cause you not to be able to see. So read Psalms 85 two and 1 Timothy 2. So that's the seer, te- teacher seers. And then the Lord is saying that this is also the season where he's trying to heal those that are, are struggling with addiction. If you're struggling with addiction, God says it's time to pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up your mat and walk, pick up your mat and walk. There was a song that I heard in the spirit about Luke 8, 43 to 48, about the, the man that Jesus came to and asked him, do you want to be made well? This is the divine moment that the Lord is healing and delivering those with addictions who are thirsty for true freedom. You got to want it. Freedom is not, deliverance is not given. It's wanted. You got to want it. Okay. And your freedom, your healing, your deliverance is found in his presence. That's the only place you can get your healing. In his presence. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Many of you, your, your addiction came out of anger and, and, and pain and sadness and maybe some bad decisions that you made. But joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you go to him in worship, he's going to garment you with his joy. And that is going to break that spirit of addiction off of you. Because when you have the joy of the Lord, you don't have desire for anything else but God. You are just laughing and happy that that giggling and laughter anointing will come upon you, right? People don't have joy. That's why they turn to drugs. But when you have the true joy of the Lord, you don't need drugs. And so the Lord is saying, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up your mat and walk. Pick up your mat and walk. This is a season of deliverance from addictions. Worship him. Just put on the... Just put on worship music and just sit at his feet or just lay down, however, or stand. Whatever you feel led to do, just just do it. Just put it on and just start. Ask him how to worship if you don't know how to worship. Just lift up your hands. You can bow down. Whatever you feel like doing, it's all you and the Lord, okay? I want you to look at Luke 8, 43, 48, John 5, 8, and Luke 4, 16 to 18. As I'm talking, I just feel this fire over me right now. And the Lord is just confirming his word again. And then the last thing that I want to talk to you about is that the Lord is releasing songs. If you're a psalmist, prophetic psalmist, a psalmist in general, you shall receive new songs. You shall receive new songs of the Lord. We shall receive new songs. We receive new songs. From the Lord, we will receive. We will receive 
new songs we will receive new songs and that is a song in itself i'm not gonna sing i don't feel like to sing it right now because i'm prophesying um and of course i can sing it prophetically but i just feel like saying it instead of singing it there is prophetic worship and then there is apostolic worship and the lord is causing his people to enter into apostolic worship that apostolic worship shifts dimensions i believe david had an apostolic worship anointing because apostolic worship i believe can break things in dimensions that normal worship cannot you know when people start singing break 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 like when you start to sing we exalt you we break the mountains we exalt you you know when you start to sing those warfare songs those are apostolic worship songs because you've shifted into that realm of of um that bow and arrow you know that realm of bow and arrow where you pray and you 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 worship you pray and you worship and things are breaking that's what God is shifting every you know most worshipers and um, some is into into that apostolic worship where you 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 enter into dim, into dimensions where angels are where you enter into dimensions where you work with angels that you feel even your your hands and your your feet you know you feel that you 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 start to even feel your armor you know the full armor of the lord that's on you you start to feel the armor on you 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 even start to feel your 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 uh the the grace of god on your life the anointing on your life okay you shift dimensions in this apostolic worship and i believe that the lord is it's the lord is causing the stillness so that he can shift us into that apostolic worship where when we sing demons come out of people when we sing things break in the realm of the spirit your word your song the song of the lord is what is going to do the work you don't got to shout and scream just sing you can even sing in tongues e basirema restatore pata you will just sing in tongues and demons scream out of people that is what god is trying to shift us into that apostolic worship and that anointing will come upon you and and you will know and you will just start hearing the song of the lord and you you will just start singing it you don't got to force it and that's the thing that people are trying to force songs and lyrics no if you really grace for it it will come sometimes you just have to ask the lord and he will give it to you what is the song of the lord in this season apostolic worship and that's what god is saying in this season so two more and then i'm done <laughs> um the lord is talking about how we are to um walk in truth put on the belt of truth that's your the armor that he's focusing on in this season is the belt of truth that you you are who he calls you by name jacob became israel the angel asked jacob what is your name many of you god is asking you what is your name because some of you have been walking not in complete truth of who you are who God called you to be and so he's coming back and asking you what is your name and as i'm talking right now i feel my heart is on fire because when he asks you that when you start to walk in your trueness of who God has called you to be as a woman of God as a man of God 
you will feel the change in your heart. You will feel the healing, the fire of God in your heart. Because God identifies you by who he called you to be, not who you, you pretend to be. Okay? So be who he called you to be. No more supplanter. No more supplanter. But you are Israel. He called you Israel. He did not call you supplanter. No more backsliding into the past. Move forward, Israel. And then the last part is what the Lord is doing in the season of Joseph's. Like I said, we are about to step into 2023 of Joseph, the year of Joseph's, that God is sending many people into these leadership positions. The year of Joseph. So, this teaching is to help prepare and even give you more understanding of what Joseph does, why he does what he did, why God did what he did in his life. Joseph was mentored for redemption. That was his main mentor was redemption, to redeem the people in Israel, to redeem uh, his family. And for his life to be redeemed by God. His whole purpose was redemption. He was a key of redemption for people's life. He always helped redeem people. Even in prison, he helped redeem the the cupbearer, right? His life purpose was redemption. We are to, we are in the divine interruption. We are in the divine interruption where God is realigning his people into where he's trying to take them. Some divine interruptions might be God telling you to quit your job. Some divine interrupt, inter- interruptions might be God telling you to move to a different place or sever a relationship or take on a job or do this or do that. Whatever it is God is telling you right now that does not feel right, you feel like it's just out of the blue, Like, everything is going great. Why do you want me to do this? Like, you feel like it doesn't make sense. You got to go back to the Lord and ask him to confirm it. And God is a God of confirmation. He will confirm it to you. As many times as you need him to confirm it. We are in a season of the Good Samaritan season. I feel the fire of God all over me. We are in the season of the Good Samaritan season because... This is the season where God is sending his people to be a a, a good Samaritan. We know the story of the good Samaritan. If you don't know the story of the good Samaritan, I want you to go and look in the book of Luke um, about the man that was on the side of the road. He was taken advantage of and God sent a good Samaritan to come and help him. Luke 10, 25 to 30. 37 go and look at it the parable of the good samaritan we are in the season of the good samaritan wherever you go be the hands and feet of jesus with your words with your actions because god is leading his children to be the good samaritan that somebody needs it might be you telling somebody god loves you and that's what they need to hear okay god is sending the body of christ into the world to be good samaritans to meet the needs of somebody Every day you are called to meet the need of somebody. 
It might be a hug, a pat, you holding the door for somebody, you letting somebody come before you in traffic, okay? You buying food for the person behind you or someone who can who cannot pay for their food, you know, you telling the per- person next to you, you know, the Lord loves you. Whatever it is that God is leading you to do, do it because this is a good. This is a the, the time of Good Samaritan that God is releasing us to be His hands and feet for that purpose. When it comes to marriage, God is bringing restoration and fighting fair into marriage. How to fight fair? Okay, marriage is by causing you to revisit your vows. You gotta revisit your vows every year. Revisit your vows. If you wrote it down, revisit it. If you don't remember, ask the Holy Spirit to remind you. Go back into the Word of God and look at what love is. Love is kind. Love is patient. That is a vow, right? Revisit your vows because restoration is, is in the re- revisitation. Restoration is in your revisitation. And also fighting fair, right? Being a good listener to your, your husband or your, your wife. If you're a man, you know, your wife. If your husband, uh, excuse me, if your wife, your husband. Right, so you gotta have a listening ear. Listen twice, speak once. Because one thing I've I've heard a lot of couples say is that in marriage you cannot take back what you say. When you say something rude and mean, you can take back. It's it's like it's it's in the atmosphere. It's set in stone. Like they heard it, and it words hurt more than anything. And I feel fire in my heart because God is is healing somebody right now. That. You have to be careful what you say, especially with men. You know, men are, are more fragile than we think they are. You know, um, they love to fix things. They do, and we love them for that. But you have to realize that you, your words can break him or make him. So you got to be careful with what you say out of your mouth, okay, as women. Women, we like to talk, even with our friends. We like to talk, 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 and we have words to say, Um Men take words very, um, very close to their heart, especially from their wife, because your words can encourage him or your words can break him, okay? So you got to choose to encourage him. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. I will tell you this. The best place you can vent is the Lord, is at the feet of Jesus, is in prayer. Vent to the Lord. Even for me, I vent to God, you know, when I have a boss, that I just feel like they're not being a good boss, even a leader in my life. I go to the Lord and I vent. I make sure I get it all out before I go in front of the person. Okay? And I ask the Lord, give me the words to say. So, you know, in your marriage, if your husband or if you're a man, your wife is, you know, not being sweet with your words, pray for them. Pray for them. And then ask God what he can show you that you can do to help them and help the relationship. But I would say vent to God. Don't always vent to your friends. I don't know who needs to hear this. But don't be venting to your friends about your husband all the time. Because some of your friends don't want to see your marriage prosper. And that's the truth. Go to God first. When it comes to your marriage, the Lord is the one in between your marriage. Marriage is between you and your husband and God. Or you and your wife and God. So the person that you need to go first is the Lord. And then if you need to just vent to your girlfriend about it, your friends about it, then yeah, go and 
spent. But I would say the first person to go is to go to the Lord. And if you, you can't hear God say anything, then find somebody, one person that you trust. That the Lord has helped you select to be a prayer partner or, you know, your venting person. So fight fair. God is pouring his peace on his people in worship. If you don't have peace in your life, if something is going crazy, okay, maybe you lost your job, whatever it is, go, go straight to worship. Because that's, that's not what the, the, the enemy wants you to do. You know, David encouraged himself. And I believe, you know, when David encouraged himself, he probably encouraged himself with, with a song, okay? He probably did because he's a psalmist. You start singing worship over yourself. I will survive. I will triumph. I will overtake this mountain. You got to start speaking it and singing it over yourself. Okay? Ask God. Ask the Lord for his will to be done in your life and his kingdom to come. So that's the prophetic words for this today. Those are the prophetic words for today that the Lord is uh, releasing to his people. This is the season God wants to do more than you can imagine. But it comes to you, it comes by you yielding to what he wants to do. So now I want us to listen to a song and then we're going to go into prayer. For us. 